A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Thursday, the 10th of December, and we're looking at the closing paragraphs of Joshua. This is our last week in the book of Joshua, and I'm going to read to you now Joshua chapter 24, verses 29 to 33. After these things, Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in his own inheritance at timnath Sarah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joshua, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem, in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Joseph. And Eliezer, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, the town of Phinehas, his son, which had been given him in the hill country of Ephraim. We've seen so far that the account of these three burials presents the uh, summary of the work, uh, the story of Joshua, conquest and occupation, epitomized in the uh, person of Joshua and Eleazar, conquest and occupation. And then we see, right in the middle, giving the whole thing life and giving it depth and meaning, is the unchronological, out-of-time insertion of the account of the burial of the bones of Joseph, who had died um, several centuries beforehand. And we saw that that is teaching us that at the heart of the story of Joshua is a wider story of salvation, the salvation plan of God, which is the work of God. That's our quarry. That's what we're considering, the work of God. And so, The account of the burial of the bones of Joseph takes us right back to Abraham, the first whom God called, who was to be renamed Abraham. And it takes us through the time Abraham gave birth to Isaac, Isaac gave birth to Jacob, renamed Israel, and then under Jacob, the children of Israel, Joseph, who had been sent ahead through the providence of God by being sold into slavery, by his jealous brothers, became the prime minister of Egypt and was equipped by God to uh, guard against the famine that was to descend upon that region for seven years and would have killed many, many people. And uh, the children of Israel journeyed to Egypt and were saved by Joseph. And then uh, the Bible tells us how all through the book at uh, the beginning of the book of Exodus, how uh, they became slaves of their Egyptian taskmasters. And then it tells us how they were led out of Egypt by Moses, uh, set free from slavery by the blood of the Passover lamb, protected from the judgment of God, led through the Red Sea, given the Ten Commandments, and how they then wandered in the wilderness for a generation. Before, under the story of Joshua, entering the promised land and the conquest and occupation that followed. And then, if we were to go on and read the book of Judges, we would see that they quickly fell away. 
as actually verse 32 of Joshua 24 suggests. And what happened was a downward spiral that got worse and worse and worse. Yes, God sent deliverers along in the judges, but every judge that came, the deliverance that that judge brought about was less and less complete, more and more partial, less effective. And then we get the kings. And after a false start with Saul, we get the great rise of Israel under David, reaching its peak under his son Solomon. Those were the glory days. But then, from there on, the kingdom split. Everything went downhill, more or less, leading ultimately to the exile, firstly, of the northern kingdom, Israel, and then the southern kingdom, Judah. So again, we get this rising up and falling down. And then, after a silent period, the intertestamental period, bursting onto the scene, we have Jesus. And we have Jesus living this amazing life, and then the story spiraling downwards to his death on the cross, from which we see a burst upwards of God's saving work, his conquest. That's the great fulfillment of what is pictured in the first 12 chapters of Joshua, the conquest of God leading to the gospel call to discipleship, to occupation of the territory God has conquered through Jesus, of all his people scattered throughout the world. And if we were to read the Bible more carefully, we would see that picture, that up and down picture of that work of salvation of God actually is rooted either end in eternity. It's tethered at one end in the pre-creation eternity where God undertook in a covenant with his Son to save a people before even the creation of the universe. And how that people are carried through to the post-creation eternity to live in a new creation for all eternity. God did this to display his glory and his saved people will be the vessels for the display of that glory for all eternity. Dear listener, that is the work of God. That is the amazing work of the author of our creation. And by the way, we should never refer to creation as Mother Nature, as it's so often referred to. That's a totally pagan description of the creation. It's God's creation. And God brought it about to display his glory in the salvation of a people that they might, through all eternity, display that glory, the glory of the redemption brought about by the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the epic work of God. That is the salvation plan of God that is pictured in these closing paragraphs of the book of Joshua. And that's what the message of the book of Joshua points towards. It's not just about what happened then. We can see that uh, it all came to an end very quickly if we were to read the book of Judges. No, it is all part of a hugely bigger plan, a plan that is infinite in its size and infinite in its aim, which is to display the glory of God for all eternity. That's what should encourage us. That's what should keep us going. We'll return again to this tomorrow. Heavenly Father, thank you for that amazing work that you have done and that you are still carrying to fruition, a work that will glorify you for all eternity. 
Please would we understand that and please would we live our lives in the light of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.